We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Now we get into the last category, Ryan, and this is going to have a big say in just how good Notre Dame is going to be. And this happens every year. There's question marks, right? What was a question mark for Georgia going into 2021? Is your quarterback good enough? Yes. Right? Yes. Are they going to be good enough a quarterback in 2021? Well, they weren't early on, and they benched their quarterback, and the guy came in and, and played good football and eventually was able to make plays in some big moments to help them win games that year, right? Yep. We see it every year. Last year, is their receiving core going to be good enough? Guy stepped up and did enough to help them win games because there's no team that includes 2019 LSU. It includes 2018 Clemson. It includes 2012 Bama where every single position is a strength. Right. Some positions just need to be good and and be along for the ride. Just don't get us beat. Yes. And that's kind of how we come into these next groups. Now, the interesting thing is a couple of these positions, in my opinion, at least one for sure has a chance to be a strength. But right now, it's just too big of a question mark, and and how well these units play essentially is gonna is gonna also have a big factor on on how good Notre Dame can be because they can't be liabilities. And right now, on paper, they're big question marks. That were to where will they be good enough to to get there? I think yeah. the first one is is tight end, and this is an interesting Ryan because the the conversation that you and I had or you and I are having about tight end is not that it lacks the talent. I'm not even concerned about the lack of production. Cause I, I just, we know why the unit hasn't produced. It's because Michael Mayer has been there blocking it. The minute yeah, he yeah. steps aside, this unit goes into the bowl game and plays plays well. Yeah. But right now it's tight end because of injuries. That's the reality one. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I mean, what what was the number in the blue goal game, Brian? Was it six tight ends were on the injury list at that point, right? I mean, mean, yeah, they had one, they had two healthy scholarship tight ends. Yeah. Because there were some backup guys too. So uh, Davis Sherwood and Holden Stace was it. That was it. And obviously we, we don't know exactly what, you know, the long-term implications of like Mitchell Evans are, for instance, right? Like if it's more precautionary or so we'll find out more obviously on that one leaving the off season, but Mitchell Evans was limited in the blue gold game, not able to play. We know that Eli Raritan is coming back from a second ACL tear. You know that Kevin Bauman is a guy that's been often injured in his Notre Dame career. So, I mean, you're talking about three tight ends that were going to be three of your top five tight ends on the depth chart are all injury question marks at this point. Like, that's just kind of where you are with this situation. I love Holden Stace, right? But if Mitchell Evans isn't ready to go, is Holden Stace ready to be the tight end one on the roster as a sophomore? I, there's a question there, right? I mean, certainly talent-wise, he's good enough to be that guy at some point in his career. But is he ready to do it right now? That's a question. Eli Raritan being hurt is is a big bummer for Notre Dame because I really think if Eli would have just stayed healthy this past year and didn't have the second tear, we have a completely different outlook of this roster right now because you're like, oh, man, Mitchell Evans, Eli Raritan, Holden Stace, and then Darius Sherwood is your fourth tight end. Like, you feel pretty dang good about that situation. But it's just a depth issue, man. Like, I think Mitchell Evans could be tight end one for this team this year. I think Eli Raritan has incredible upside as a tight end. I think Holden Stace could be a really valuable member of a tight end room. But two of the three guys I just mentioned, Brian, are out with injuries right now. Like, that's just where we are with this. So it's the depth is the concern, and that's just kind of the the – the baseline of this conversation is that the tight end room certainly has talent. There's no doubt, but with that many injuries, I am in a situation where unless you fit, unless there's some health that is, you know, kind of recoup this off season, then you might need to change your offense around a little bit more. Right. And, and we talked about Notre Dame, maybe running a little more 11 personnel just in general, because you have more wide receivers than you've had over the last couple of years from a depth perspective. But Notre Dame traditionally has been a team that, the tight end position has been incredibly important to an offensive structure, just historically. And right now you still like the potential of the group, but there are major question marks from a health perspective. Like no one can skate around that Mitchell Evans, not playing in the blue gold game combined with Eli Raritan out without a, you know, a completely understood timeline without Kevin Bauman, who's been banged up with injuries. 
that tight end position is one that is just there's more question marks than answers at the moment, but there could be answers that that come for us. But as of right now, we, we can't just look past this and be like, ah, oh, no big deal. Like there is some concern that has to be there with the tight end room. I think another position, Ryan, is right now is linebacker. This is another one that I look at and say this position should be a lot better than it is. This one's unique because it's not just about the players. It's also about the coaching. The coaching has to be flat out, has to be better here. I, I don't have any issue, like you just mentioned, right, that once you ah, – I don't know if Jared, I don't know if Jared Parker is really a good coach, man. I don't, I don't know if he is or isn't. I'm not sure, right? No, not an issue. It's like we know the guy can coach. The question is, can they stay healthy? We don't right, worry about the talent. Can they stay healthy? Linebacker, it's twofold. It's number one, they have to play better because they haven't played yes. well. Yes. And number two, they have to be coached better. It's it's yep. a two way street, and that's what makes this a little bit of a question mark for me. Uh, you know, it is um, that's a there's a more mark there's a, a more narrow margin for error, I guess, a, a wider array of things that have to go well. You have to coach better and play better, and and um, you know th- those are the things that I look at and I say, hey, look, the potential's there for this unit to be better. Number and here's what needs to happen. Number one. You need to somewhat simplify the defense. I'm not saying you have to have three calls, okay? But you can't have as much going into it. And you need to have a greater foundation. And you can't just change your defense completely from week to week. You have to have a better foundation, number one. Yeah. Number two, more emphasis on technique. The reason that there's – what happens with young with veteran NFL players, it's a little bit of a different deal, but even then it can happen. But in college, if you don't focus on fundamentals on a daily basis and still make it a part of what you're doing and emphasizing in the regular season and you're so caught up in scheme, your players are going to be in the right place at times and still miss tackles yep. and still make mistakes. So more fundamentally sound from a coaching standpoint. And then number three, what the coaches can do to make this unit better is have real competition. I don't care how much you love J.D. Bertrand. I don't care how much you love Jack Kaiser. I don't care how much you love Maris Lewis They have to earn those spots again. Now, I fully expect J.D. Bertrand to do that, and I expect Jack Kaiser to have a very important role in this defense. But you have to, A, let Marist truly have to outplay those younger guys and don't hold the younger players to a higher standard. That's the thing that bothers me more than anything last year. If a younger player came in and made a mistake, he was like yanked. But Marist could make mistake after mistake after mistake and nothing happened. Some coaches do this, and it blows my mind why you hold the younger players to a higher standard than the older players. They would do this with the receivers as well under Kelly. A starting receiver would make a big mistake, and he, he'd you know get yelled at, but he'd put him back. Younger guy goes in there and makes a mistake, and he never plays again. You know, And, and it, you can't do that. Let Ziegler, let, let Ziegler, excuse me, let Jalen Sneed, let Drake Bowen, let Jaden Osbury, let Preston Center truly battle for playing time, and then have a legit rotation. Right to where if one guy's not playing well, you can just ride the hot hand. If if Maris comes out and he's playing well one game, great, let him ride, let ride it. But still, you know, make sure that other guy's playing. And if come into a game and and Maris is not playing well, or Maris may be playing okay, but Nolan's hot or Jalen Seed's hot, then you ride it. But it's got to be true competition, and then it's up to the players to say, hey, we're gonna, we've got to be better. We we yes. can't blame the coaches for this. We've got to be better. I'm in the hole. I got to make the tackle. I, I can't blame my coach. Hey, you know, coach didn't work on fundamentals. Okay, then you work on the fundamentals. You're a fifth-year yeah. freaking senior. You know what to do. Now, they shouldn't be asked to do that, but that's what leadership is, right? But when you're there, have that intestinal fortitude to say, I'm here. I got to make the play, right? Right. And and 
So it's a two-way street to this unit. And they don't, here's the thing, they don't have to jump up into the first category. They don't. They just have to be good. They don't have to be great. They just have to be good. They have to be the Georgia wide receivers. Do your job every snap. I don't need you to have 15 tackles and eight tackles for loss in the game. I don't need you to go all Jalen Smith against Michigan from 2014. I don't need you to be that guy. But here's what I need you to do. I need you to do your job and of every single snap. Just do your job. That's it. Just do your job. And if they do that, then I think this group is going to be fine. Because there's there's more talent than what the way they – this is the misnomer that I – this is the mistake I think fans make. Because a guy doesn't play well, you assume he's just not good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And 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 I think that's a, a – to me, like, this is the mistake fans made with Holton there, Harrison Smith. He's just not a very good player. He was overrated, whatever. No, he's playing a bad position he shouldn't be playing. And then he moves to safety. There are still some Notre Dame fans that even in 2010 and 2011 did not appreciate Harrison Smith. I remember these conversations. They still not appreciate Harrison Smith because they kept all they could do is remember what he was playing linebacker. That's it. Guy's going to be a Hall of Famer, in my opinion. But that's all they could remember is he was never that good at Notre Dame. I've heard, I've literally had Notre Dame fans say, well, he was never that good at Notre Dame. I'm like, did you not watch the 2010 and 2011 seasons? Because he was freaking amazing in those two seasons. But he was at a position he wasn't playing well. Bad play doesn't always equal that you're not good. Or I'll say that you're not talented. Okay. Sometimes talented players play poorly. And just because and I'll tell you this, Maris, I mean, Osmar Bilal had a pretty darn good fifth year at Notre Dame. Yep. He never played the way that JD Bertrand is now for two seasons. So why can't JD Bertrand become an even better player? Why are we assuming he can't? Oh, he's not, he's not athletic. Yes, he is. Just stop. Stop. Okay, stop. Yes, he is. Jack Kaiser, athleticism is not a problem. They've got to play better. They got to be more assignment correct. They got to be more fundamentally correct. And then when they are there and the ball's there, they got to make the plays. Simple as that. Simple as that. And they didn't do that last year. And the guys that don't do that, and here's the thing, if JD doesn't come out and play well this year, put the next guy in. And that's the mistake that Al Gold made last year. I can't sacrifice scheme i gotta leave the veterans in there because they know the calls bullcrap that's a you problem have less calls let the more talented players play because this ain't working and if coach golden finds that happy and again this isn't going to the some basic three call defense it's find that happy medium sweet spot and if you can find that happy medium sweet spot this front seven is going to be really freaking good really freaking good i just don't know if if they're going to do that, that's my own. That's, and we could even throw Al Golden into this conversation of the not sure yet from a coaching sure. standpoint, but we're trying to focus on the players today in this conversation, but they're, they're going to need that group to get better, but they don't need them to be great. They need the D line to be excellent. They don't need the linebackers to be excellent. Ryan, they don't need the safeties to be excellent. And that's the next group we're going to talk about. This is probably the biggest question mark that I have on the team, Ryan. Would you from other from than a, from a offensive depth and defense. impact perspective, yeah. right? Like, yeah, it's it's, uh, it's it's a weird conversation, man. Because I mean, safety, because it's been such an open topic this spring as well, right, Brian? Like, usually coaches are very secretive with like, yeah, we're going to go to the portal and we need to get help outside of the program. Chris O'Leary's not high in the fact that like they need to get a safety this offseason to help with depth. They do because I think that you were. And we, we go back to the recruiting side of things, right? We talked a whole lot about Peyton Bowen's year one impact if he ends up at Notre Dame. Then you talk about Brandon Hillman, obviously with the high upside that he has. Both those guys end up not in the 2023 class. And 
you needed those numbers. And not only the numbers of just simply more depth to the room, because there's not a ton of depth in the safety room right now, but also the impact talent is something that you have been, you're, you need to add to there because I, I, and I think that I've been victim of this a little bit. And we talked about this, I think yesterday or, or one of the last podcasts, but we are just so counting on Xavier Watts just being a dude this season, right? Like it's a foregone conclusion. And we forget that Xavier Watts still has a lot to prove too, just because he hasn't done it at a high volume yet at the safety position. After that though, you're like, Ramon Henderson has been very inconsistent during his Notre Dame career. You talk about DJ Brown, who is a, a good member of a football team has been an okay contributor in certain roles during the duration of his career. But we know that DJ Brown shouldn't be a starting safety on this defense in 2023. And then after that though, you're talking about a couple of true freshmen, maybe Thomas Harper is a guy that you can use some in some spots at the safety position. There's just not a lot of impact depth is kind of the biggest thing that I look at in this group, Brian. I mean, if Xavier Watts doesn't show up and isn't the, isn't an absolute dude, then I'm just not sure where the impact is coming from the safety position necessarily. Cause there's just a lot of question marks here. And the question and what makes safety such a tough position to project is not only is there impact question marks as far as high level, there's also the depth conversation. So that that's why I think that it has to fit in the third category because you could fit the second category for some of these positions. If there is a lot of depth, but you still have questions on the impact or vice versa, Unfortunately, safety is a position that has both of those concerns right now. I have a feeling they're not going to get a transfer portal safety. I hope I'm wrong, but I have a feeling that's going to be the case. And so one of two things is going to happen, and I really hope that the second thing happens. Number one is they're going to start playing Thomas Harper there more, which I think is a mistake. A, he's a nickel. B, he's coming off a shoulder injury. Yeah. C, he's undersized for a safety. Those last two things bad freaking combination a safety has to be more physical than a nickel that's just a fact it just yeah. is does anyone here think Tariq bracy could have been a safety last year no no play just fine at nickel right the second option is you move one of the corners or a couple of the corners there you're, you're gonna christian gray from what i understand ryan is gonna be fine it wasn't like yep. a torn acl i don't believe it was, it was anything a, like was that a, i think it was a scope it was just an scope. right yeah. which means yep. he probably just had like a you know just some damage it could get cleaned up quickly He'll, he should be fine you get micah bell and you've got thomas harper in the slot you've got cam hart coming back you've got benjamin morrison you've got Jaden mickey you've got chance tucker that's six guys right there right micah bell right now would be your sixth guy of that group the fastest yeah. player on your football team, if it, at, at worst, at worst, the second fastest player on your football team, him and Chris yep. Tyree. That's the conversation, and that's it. I, I want to see that race still. I still want to see that it. race. I yeah. want to see that race at fifty, and I want to see that race at hundred. I think at fifty, Chris Tyree's. I think Tyree wins. I think at hundred, uh, Micah Bell wins. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, to me, right? I want to see two moves now to safety. If you don't get a transfer guy, I want to see two. I want to see Ryan Barnes and Clarence Lewis move to safety. I do. That's what I want to see happen. Now, yeah. Clarence, they can still play nickel, but have them cross train at safety and provide depth. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming. And his facility shines. 
With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. It's pretty easy to cross train a safety and a nickel together. Like it's not difficult. It's actually easier than cross training outside corner and nickel. Like I think that safety and nickel have a lot more similarities, especially in New Dame's defense than an outside corner and a nickel, man. Like that's very different. You know, like the, the two way go is something for people to, when I say two way go for nickels, it's that you are in a position where, a wide receiver is going to go outside and uh, inside or out. If they're playing outside, uh, outside receiver, you can force a guy to the sideline. So the sideline becomes an extra defender inside at nickel. There's a two way go two different options for them. And I really think that when you're playing safety, because a lot of times what happens, Brian, is that safeties get rotated down, right? And that they're going to have to be slot defenders. And in that instance, they basically become a nickel to a degree, right? At least the components of what they're asked to do, are very similar. So I really think that outside corner and nickel cross train is a lot more difficult than the nickel and safety conversation. There's one more on here, Ryan. Yep. Special teams. That's a question mark for me. Punter, place kicker, questions. I Notre Dame has one of the best long snappers in college football, if not the yep. best long snapper in college football. I expect the coverage units to be very good. The return game, we'll see. You know, I mean, but there's plenty of there's plenty of options there in the return game. I mean, I can just think of a couple freshmen that I'd be totally fine going back there returning kicks. Right? We saw it in the spring game, Ryan. I knew I knew you're going to get excited about this. Who was returning punts for the gold team in the spring game? Jaden Greathouse, baby boy. And you've been saying all along, don't be shocked if this kid is playing as your punt returner at some point time down the road. Great hands, man. Great hands back there, if nothing and else. He had right? a, like, what, four yeah. punt returns for touchdowns last year because he's strong, <laughs> he's elusive, all, you know. Because one of the things that we've talked about is he's a lot better with the ball in his hands than people think, you know, and give him credit for. Uh, so, but it's the kick, it's the kicking operation. You need a new holder, which shouldn't be a problem. You got plenty of receivers and quarterbacks and punters and stuff that can do that. It's yeah. if it comes down to it and it's you, you're losing to Ohio State or USC or, or Clemson, or you know what I mean, um, you know, playoff game or whatever, and you are down two and you need an, a field goal to win it right now, I don't have faith that that's going to get made because the guy that's going to be your kicker, I've never seen kick in person before. He's I've only not, seen him kick in South Florida. Yet. I haven't <laughs> here yet. I, I've yeah. only seen him kick in South Florida. 
Yeah. Now, he made a long kick at Florida this year, like a 50-yarder against the Gators this year, right? I'm t- I'm told he has a great leg, but to your point, Brian, like you haven't you we haven't seen it, right? You just haven't seen it. Yeah. And Blake Groupie had a great leg too, and there was obviously inconsistencies sure. there as well. Sure. So yeah, that can't be ignored because when the margin for error is like really small for Notre Dame, you can't afford to have points missed because your kicker your kicker's not getting the job done, or because right. you're. I mean, one of the most underrated important aspects of last year's football team was John Sott because as as frustrating as the defense was for Notre Dame last year, it was not a bad defense it was still a good yeah. defense it just wasn't as good as it needed to be or could have been it was still a good top 25 caliber defense just a championship team needs a top 15 at the at least yeah. at Notre Dame but the defense's job was constantly made easier by John Sott who was just as steady of a punter as you're gonna find man Really good, you know. Um, it it really is. It really is. And far exceeded my expectations. I will say that he far exceeded my expectations. And he was so steady. Is is it's Krim, right? Is it Ben Krim? Is Ben Krim? Yeah. Is he going to be that guy or not? I don't know. His numbers look very close, similar to what John Sots were in the same league. Very similar. Yeah. Or could Bryce McPherson be that guy? I mean, I don't know. Right. Part of the that's a good point. Part of the reason that John Sot was so effective is not because he had a phenomenal leg. It just he was not phased by anything. It just it didn't matter. It's like he was so unaware of what was going on around him. He just didn't care. He just I'm going to catch it and punt it and do my job. And that's it. I don't care who we're playing, where it's at, whatever. I'm just going to go do my job. And that's the mindset of a kicker. I mean, the, the punters and kickers that have that mindset, it don't care how talented you are. It's the, the best kickers are the guys that have that mindset. I don't Justin Yoon was so money because he didn't care. He just, yeah, I, was, I have a job to do. Justin Yoon was the epitome of the Hoosiers moment that I talked about the other day. Hey, man, the rim's 10 feet tall. That's it. I, I mean, look, the dimensions to kick a field goal are the same, whether I'm at Clemson or Duke or Notre Dame or National Championship. It doesn't matter. Yep. Right. It's just do my job. And John Sada had some of that in him, right? We're just, eh, just catching punt it, man. It doesn't, all that stuff doesn't matter. And if these kids have that, then they'll be fine. But it, until it's proven, it's a major question mark, in my yes. opinion. Major question yeah. mark. And, and I mean, it's still a question mark as far as even, you know, you talked about the returners, right, Brian? I mean, but it is still a question mark as far as who those returners are, you know? Like, I mean, one thing that I think that we didn't give – well, I think we did, but I think as a as a fan base that we didn't give enough credit to for Brandon Joseph was Brandon Joseph was actually a really solid punt returner last year for Notre mm-hmm. Dame, man. He averaged right around 10 yards a punt return. Like he was one of the better punt returners we've had at Notre Dame in a few years. I mean, from a average perspective. So I, I think Brandon Joseph was a really solid punt returner. I, Notre Dame needs to get their kickoff return game better than it was last year, man. Like mm-hmm. they just weren't able to get consistently good field position. So I think they have options at both kick and punt returner, but you know, again, it's a, it's an unknown until we know who those guys are at the end of the day. So Ryan, that's going to do it for this part of the show. We're going to move on to the mailbag next. Before we get out of here, everybody hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, hit the notification bell, and please share this podcast. If you're listening via podcast platform, please give us a five-star review. And of course, Ryan, you know what they need to do, man. Sign up for the message board at boardsourishbreakdown.com. And, uh, we got a ton of stuff going on, folks. I mean, we've got CFB Nation has a new show out today. So if you are not subscribed to the uh, CFB Nation podcast app, you need to do so. I also put those videos out on the CFB Nation YouTube channel. Uh, and, and so you can check those out as well. Uh, Bill Bender of Sporting News also released a top 25 today, a preseason top, updated preseason top 25 on his on his site, 
I took, I talked about that in a new article at irishbreakdown.com, but he's the lead college football writer sporting news. He's also the co-host of the CFB all America show on CFB nation. And they talked about the new playoff calendar. They gave their thoughts on the new playoff calendar. And then they talked a little bit about the NFL draft from kind of a college football perspective. So they had two, two good shows out today. So definitely want to check that out, but you got to subscribe to CFB nation pretty soon. Lucky lefty podcast. If you're listening, I know a lot of people here listen to lucky lefty podcast. If you're a lucky lefty listener here soon, you're not going to be able to find lucky lefty on the Irish breakdown channel it's only going to be on the cfb nation channel so definitely need to make sure that you subscribe to that right now you can see it on the irish breakdown channel but it's not going to be there for very long so make sure that you go subscribe to cfb nation channels you can get their stuff you can get lucky obviously lucky left you can see cfb all america and then you'll start getting our summer stuff because when i start doing summer stuff uh we're going to start doing some college football stuff on the cfb nation channel and and i'm only going to have that on the cfb nation i won't bring that over to the Irish Breakdown channel. So you're definitely going to want to check that out as well. 